Hey everyone and welcome back. I hope that everybody had a good week. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in because I have like five stories. Um, so today is going to be about stranger danger and this is going to conclude my spooky season theme. Um, so three stories are going to be about almost kidnappings. Two of them are older. The last one will be one that just happened last week on October 14th. Scared the hell out of me. Um, and then, then the last two are going to be about stalkers. <laughs> and yes, this all happened to me <laughs> again. I only talk about things really that have happened to me, crazy things, crazy situations that I seem to get myself in. <sighs> okay. So let's be like tree songs and dive right in. <laughs> that was kind of corny, <laughs> but I made myself laugh. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so the first story that happened, this was in California. This was years ago. Um, I don't really remember how old I was. I don't think I was old enough to drive. So maybe I was like 16, maybe 17. But I remember I was in California and I was with my cousin who I always, um, whenever I went to California, I would just, I would go to her house. Like that's where I spent my summers, like when I was a teenager because she's a year younger than me and that's still my best friend in the group chat. <laughs> um, so I, we were out there for Thanksgiving randomly because normally we're not in California for Thanksgiving. So this year we were in California and um, so my cousin's mom, who is all, obviously my cousin, my older cousin, we were there, everybody was getting prepared for um, Thanksgiving dinner, so everybody was cooking and things like that, and my older cousin, she had just gotten a new car, and my aunt, who is my cousin's grandma, she was like, oh, hey, uh, we'll go to the store, you know, to get the, um, whatever it was, I forgot what she needed, but she needed something, and so, like I said, she had just gotten a new car, <laughs> and when we were walking outside, my cousin, she stepped in dog shit. So, of course, my aunt was like, oh, you know, we need to stop at the gas station. She's going to kill you if that's like in her brand new car. So we go to the gas station. My aunt, she was getting gas, too. She was pumping gas because remember we were at the parking we were at the um, gas pump. And so my cousin, she went into the bathroom to go clean off her shoe. And the bathroom was right next to the um, car wash. And again, it was really weird how it was late at night. I normally thought that car washes were done at a certain point. I guess the gas stations, they don't shut down. I don't know how that works. But so my cousin was in the bathroom. I was in the back seat sitting behind my cousin. And so my aunt, she had pumped the gas. Then she pulled over to where the bathroom was. It's actually, she parked pretty far from it. And I remember her saying, oh, what is taking her so long? We need to get to the store. We need to, you know, go back so that they can finish dinner. So she was like, let me go see like what she's doing. So Again, I was in the back seat. My aunt gets out of the car. She leaves the door wide open with keys in the ignition, car running. She goes over to the bathroom and she goes in. So I was like, oh my, really? So the door's wide open, keys in the ignition. This man, I kid you not, probably not even two minutes later, this man walks up. He's kind of looking because he's like, what? You know, because they he couldn't see me behind like in the back seat so he probably thought like someone left their car running and he was pretty much gonna steal it so he walks around kind of looking and I saw him it scared me I was like oh my god so I get up and I close the driver door I grab the keys and I like just 
just jump out of the car and run. So I'm banging on the door. And again, for some reason, the car wash was running and I'm banging on the door and they're like, someone's in here. Someone's in here. And I was like, it's me. It's me. It's me. I was like, open the door. And so they finally opened the door and my mom was like, what's, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? Cause I was like, Oh my, Oh my God. I was like, I almost, I almost got kidnapped. I almost got kidnapped. And my aunt dead ass looked at me and said, did you grab the keys? Because, oh, you know, she's going to kill me if something happens to her car. I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> she was more concerned about the key, <laughs> about the car. And I was like, my, my grandma, my mom, they'll be more concerned if I was, you know, missing. Like what? So I couldn't believe it. So we get in the car, we go to the store and I'm just pissed. I'm like, how dare she say that? <laughs> She's more worried about the car than my life. My cousin can get another car. They can't get another me. So I was sitting in the car. I was pissed. I was salty as hell. So we get all the way to the house and of course, like on the way there, she's like, oh, you know, like, don't tell my sister, aka my grandma. She's like, don't tell her like what happened and all this. I'm not going to lie. I got out of the car and I snitched. That pissed me off so bad. I was like, she was more concerned about your car than she was worried about my life. And I was looking at her like, really? <laughs> that was the first time. I almost got like kidnapped, I guess, you know, because if he would have drove off with the car, I was in the back seat, but I had the sense to like jump out of the car. So that was the first attempt at like, you know, someone trying, I feel like to kidnap me in the car. And then the second thing that happened, I actually um, submitted this like anonymously to um, It's About Damn Crime. I love that podcast, by the way, because I love true crime. So I sent that to this podcast because they do a Stranger Danger um, like episode every I think it's um, every few episodes they do it as like a bonus. People like send in their stories. And so I submitted it. But this is back in my go-go dancing days. So when I go-go danced... I, um, again, I was like 23, 24, nothing had happened to me. Apparently I didn't remember almost getting kidnapped in California because apparently at that age, nothing had happened to me. So there's this gas station that's around, like around the corner. And I used to always go to it because like I said, where I go, go danced, it was probably like 30 to 30 minutes an hour, depending on where I was dancing. And so I would never fill up my gas like in the daytime. I would always go to this gas station at night, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night by myself. I was always on my phone, talking on my phone. And as usual, I go over there. It was always the same man that was the um, gas attendant. And so I go in on the phone, like always, like I said. And when I walked in, there was a man in front of me and he was kind of creepy looking. I was like, whatever. Again, remember, nothing can happen to me. So he was standing in front of me and I'm just talking, 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 not paying attention. I go in, I pay, I go to pump and again, not paying attention to anything around me and pumping my gas. And then the gas attendant randomly comes out and I was kind of like, okay, like he sees me all the time. Like why is he here? So of course I got kind of like what's happening right now. So I stupidly like hung up on the phone, like who I was talking to. And I was kind of creeped out because like I said, he would see me all the time. He would never talk to me. He would never make it a point to come out of the gas station to talk to me. So he was talking to me and I was just kind of like, like I felt kind of weird about it. And so the more he's talking, I'm still pumping my gas. And then I just so happened to notice that there was a car like, um, on the side of the gas station who turned the car on and then they just like 
drove off and I was like huh whatever again I'm still creeped out by the gas attendant that I didn't even notice the car that was like in the shadows I guess you could say so the gas attendant like watches them drive off and he looks at me and he says in a fatherly tone he was like you always come here at night you don't pay attention he was like that man was watching you from the window because he was like I could see him from the window like my window he was watching you you weren't paying attention and he was like my advice to you is get your gas in the daytime stop talking on your phone and pay attention to your surroundings and he walked away and he said this to me in like a fatherly tone and I was like oh my god like it freaked me the hell out like I was so absorbed with like what I was doing on the phone trying to get gas and trying to get to like my go-go dancing gig that I was not paying attention to my surroundings and he was right I would never pay attention and it's like I'm thankful for him because he was looking out for me because I wasn't paying attention I was not I was 20 something years old self-absorbed about what I was doing nothing could ever happen to me because apparently I survived the first kidnapping so what's another one (laughs) you know like I don't know what my mindset was then but I just remember I used to always do that I used to always like wait until the last minute to get gas I would drive past the gas station during the day like when I got off work but I would never stop and get gas like I would do this at night like by myself on the phone I just did not pay attention to anything I it was it was ridiculous like when I think about it it's just like ever since then I would you know I do not get gas at night (laughs) like by myself ever I like and this was what like 10 years ago when this happened and I still don't get gas by myself like I just I don't like ever since then I I pay attention I look around and I see everything you know and I'm obviously watching the ID channel (laughs) helps but it's like I'm thankful for that guy because he didn't have to do that like he could have just been like "Mm, well not my problem but he you know made it a point to tell me like you need to look out for yourself you need to pay attention and that's just what I do now and especially since I have a kid I do not like talk on the phone I don't do any of that like when I'm getting gas I don't leave the doors unlocked I don't do any of that and that brings me to the third (laughs) story that actually happened last week so me and my son were coming from house sitting and he wanted pizza so the pizza place I was by the house I was like okay so I called ahead and he had just he had fallen asleep in the car so I woke him up and I was like hey hey like we're here we need to go in so like where the pizza place is there's like a it's like a strip of like businesses right there so there's a 7-eleven at the end of it and so like we're getting out the car and now my son he's five so he walks slow as hell (laughs) and so um we were walking of course he had just woken up so of course he was kind of he was like overly lagging at this point because he was tired and I had to wake him up so this man was like standing over by the 7-Eleven and he started walking towards us so I'm thinking like oh he must be getting pizza because again it's a public place so I'm not thinking anything's like weird so he's walking and then he's walking so close to my son and I just kind of looked and I was like okay and I was like I was like I was kind of like okay son like you're walking kind of slow like let him go around you because I was just like I said I was watching my surroundings my instinct was like why are you walking so close to my kid and then he was like oh no it's fine you guys go ahead so I'm sitting here like no you go ahead you know like what the hell is your problem and so 
we speed walk into the pizza place. He follows us in there and he kind of goes in the door because the pizza guy was like, hey, how can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm here to pick up. And he was so close to us that like, it was like, he thought we were all together. So then he looked and he was like, oh, like, hey, can I help you? Like to the man, the guy was like, oh no, never mind. And he walks away. That like freaked me the hell out. It scared me. The pizza guy was like, wait a minute. And so he gets, he like walks around the counter he looks and watches like the guy like walks all the way back down to 7-eleven and just gets in the car and leaves he was like that was really weird and that freaked me out and i feel like he was like either trying to kidnap me kidnap my son i don't know but he was too damn close that i was i had that feeling of something was bad was gonna happen so i can chalk that up to almost kidnapping because it was just something was off about him and i did not like the vibes like I did not want to freak my son out like I really didn't because really what I wanted to say was why the fuck are you so close to my kid but I didn't want to freak my son out because my son he when we got inside and we were sitting there and the guy was like let me just make sure like he's gone or whatever I told my son I said look when we get out of the car when we get in the car you always hold my hand you stay close to me you do not walk by yourself you don't talk to anybody you don't talk to strangers and I said when we leave here you need to hurry up and get in the car I need you to walk fast and of course I did not want to scare him because of course when I said that he was like why like what's happening I knew that I was scaring him but I had to tell him the truth I said that man is not a good man we need to walk to the car you need to just walk fast I will walk with you but always hold my hand in the parking lot like I do not let my son get out of the car by himself I don't let him walk around I just don't do that like and that is exactly why <laughs> like my son could have been snatched like if I would have just let him walk around the car because he always wants to do things independently and I give him that I get that but when it comes to things like this no like <laughs> that freaked me out like it scared me and it scared me to scare him but it's like you have to be aware you know what I mean he's a kid he's he doesn't know he's just like oh whatever he knows about strangers but he doesn't know like why when we get out the car you need to walk fast you need to stay close to me hold my hand because he always oh mom I can walk myself like and he does that he wants to walk by himself he wants to especially in the I'm like first of all you don't walk in the parking lot by yourself because nobody can see him if they're backing out so I always hold his hand but he wants to walk he doesn't want to get in cards anymore he wants to walk like anywhere we go he does not want to get in carts he's like that's for babies I don't want to do that let me be independent and I let him do that but he needs to stay close to me and after that like I for sure we went to Target the other day and I put him in a cart like I was just like that just freaked me out to where he was so mad he was like I don't want to get in a car he was pissed but it's like I honestly I don't care I was like you're getting in the cart I don't care what you think and what you say just after that incident like that freaked me out Okay, so the next story of when I got stalked, um, oh my gosh, so this, this this was the first time, so I, my best friend, so this is when she still lived here in the state that we live in, she has since moved, so her husband at the time was in the military, and she lived, um, close to me, and her husband had just came home and when he came home he had this guy that was in his unit and I met him they were stationed here too so of course my best friend was like oh you know he has a wife they just had a baby so you know I kind of want to like befriend her because she doesn't know anyone here and her husband's you know are in the same unit so I was like okay cool so when we met him we hadn't met no I'm sorry we did meet the girl first but we hadn't met the husband because they were stationed they were gone and then when they came back, um, 
so my best friend's husband was like oh yeah hey this is you know I'll call him uh like Maurice <laughs> so she was like oh hey you know this is Maurice and they're gonna be coming over here a lot because again they didn't know anyone so they were just you know basically like opening their home and just you know befriending them because they were um from the south or whatever and so I met him one time like I literally met him one time and I said hi to him and I was just like oh hey like you know where are you from I barely talked to him really and so we're sitting there and uh at that time I was with my ex and I remember it was uh, around that time that my best friend, um, I was leaving her house and it was late. It was probably like 11 o'clock or something like that. So she was like, hey, Maurice, can you walk uh, MJ to her car? Because like we just got like letters saying like on every apartment door saying that there's like someone lurking around and breaking into cars. So can you just like walk her to her car to make sure that she gets to her car? OK. And he was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm leaving anyway. Again, didn't think anything of it. He was very quiet. He talked. I mean, we, I barely talked to him. So he walks into the car. I said, oh, thank you so much. And you know, I get in my car and I leave. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> so fast forward, like uh, maybe like a week or two later, I got a text from him. And I was kind of like, hmm, like what? Why is this man, a married man at that, texting me? So I was kind of like, what is this? So I was just kind of like, okay, this is weird, whatever. So I kind of ignored it. And then I remember this is when um, one day he came over and he had the baby with him. And I love, who doesn't love babies, you know? So I was holding the baby because he couldn't get him to stop, like, crying. And at the time, like, I had, you know, I was, like, well-versed in baby because my niece was born. So I knew, like, everything in my little mind. And so I remember I picked up his baby and I was just kind of rocking him because he was crying. He didn't really know what to do. So I was like, well, maybe if you try this. So he's like, oh, thank you so much. And whatever. So anyway, so he texted me later that night again. And he was like, oh, you know, just see me with my baby. It was just like really weird. Like he was just like, oh, just see me with a baby. And oh my gosh. Like basically he was just saying like, that's so sexy and oh I like you and I said I was like okay first of all I was like do not text me do not call me you are married I said no I said we're not doing this I said this is so disrespectful don't ever like text me again so then he didn't say anything and then um fast forward like a few days later uh my car got broken into and I remember I had a um this is way back in the day before you could like actually like send selfies. <laughs> but um, because at that time, let me tell you, you had to pay like 25 cents a text and you had to wait until like nine o'clock <laughs> to talk on your cell phone. So I had I was making a care package for my ex because, again, he was in college. And so I was like sending them like some um, like just like cute little things. And, and I had like pictures of me in there. And so my car got broken into and tell me why the only thing that was taken out of there was the pictures of me that I sent like there was pictures of me and my niece those were thrown all over like the um like all over the seat but the pictures of just me and they weren't like like sexy nudes or anything like that I mean they were they were sexy they weren't like too like to the point where it's like I was naked or anything but it was like they were just they were sexy pictures you know and he he took them and it freaked me out I just I walked around I remember I walked outside and I, my door was on, my door was like half open. So that freaked me out. And mind you, it was cold outside and I had thrown my coat in the back. So it looked like somebody literally was crouching, but it was my, 
my hooded, my little fur, my little baby fat jacket with the fur. It was like thrown on the seat. So it looked like someone who was in the car. So I immediately like run in, tell my stepdad, like, oh my God. So he, of course, like searches and he's like, no, nobody's in here. He's looking around. And I, and the police come, of course, because they're like, oh, you know, this is on our, my stepdad was like, this is on our property. And so the police was like, hey, do you know who did this? And I was like, yeah, I know who did it. <laughs> like, it was Maurice. I mean, like, come on now. Like, I literally just told him, leave me alone. If you see me, act like we don't know each other. I had, like, pretty much, like, told him to leave me alone. Don't ever talk to me again. And then my car gets break- broken into. Like, come on now. Like, really? And so, like, I told my best friend, I was like, uh, <laughs> I think that he's like stalking me like this is really weird and so then she tells me that her husband said that one day when they were going to the liquor store to get liquor he said oh MJ lives in that neighborhood and her husband was like excuse me how do you know like how do you know that like why do you know where she lives like you have no business knowing like it freaked me out and then I was like are you kidding me and so like the police didn't do anything because they didn't have any proof you know what I mean it's not like we had cameras outside but they, I mean they couldn't do that off of just like me saying oh I think it's this person without any proof so it was kind of like he got away then like a few months later I was uh go-go dancing and he was at one of the clubs that I was at like it freaked me out like he grabbed my leg I was just like oh uh-uh like no I was like stay away from me like I just I got bad vibes like it was it was creepy it was weird and then he got escorted out because I told them like he's harassing me which in a way he was I kept telling him leave me alone he was trying to follow me and it was just like no you need to leave so they escorted him out I never heard from him again like that was just that was crazy and this is all of like one conversation of me saying hi how are you and then holding his damn baby which by the way turned out not to be his baby (laughs) catch that tea but um (laughs) like that was that story like that was crazy to me and then the last story actually happened when I was go-go dancing. So this is when I was like heavy in the go-go dancing game. And I remember um, Thursday nights, I used to dance at this one particular club. And um, one night I wasn't, I wasn't working. I just, I was bored. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like when I go-go dance, like at the majority of the time, like the first like um, few months, my ex was in college. So I would go-go dance to pass the time, you know, cause like I said, he was gone. He was in another state and, and come on now. I knew I wanted the money. <laughs> and so in that Thursday, I just so happened to be in the city that, um, that club was at, that I normally danced at. But that week I, for some reason I wasn't dancing. I remember two of the other girls were dancing and I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm here. Like, you guys want me to dance with you guys? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like why not? Whatever. And so like I showed up and Um, we all like dance and I was basically just dancing for free because I just felt like it I was bored (laughs) and I was in and they had these cages they had cages that hung from the ceiling and so I was in one of them and this man like he taps my leg and I was like oh hi you know because normally like I said we we got tips like when we go go dance and again I wasn't working I was just dancing just for fun because I mean I was dancing all the time so it's like what's one night you know so I'm sitting there dancing, whatever, and he taps my leg, and I was like, oh, hi, and I kind of leaned down. He didn't really say much to me. He just smiled at me, and then he put money, like, in my boots, and I was like, okay, whatever. So when we took a break, I remember um, that was when I was like, oh, I was like, my feet are hurting because we have these, like, heavy-ass, like, space boots, so I took my boot off, 
and the money came out, he had tipped me $350. I was like, what? And the girls were like, what? <laughs> you know, like, you're not even working tonight, you know? I was like, oh my gosh. So it started from that Thursday. And then it was like every Thursday I started dancing there for like months or whatever. And this man would come in all the time. And um, he would always tip me. And I remember one Thursday I was sick. And I remember I obviously wasn't dancing. So um, the security guard that normally was out there at like at the door and he would walk me to my car at night too. He like when I was walking in, I remember I was like, hey, and he was like, hey, he was like, um, he's like, your little boyfriend was looking for you. So I thought he meant my ex at the time. This is me and my ex lived together at the time. And so I thought he meant Max, I was like, no, he's not. I was like, he's at home. You know, like, what are you talking about? And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, that guy is like, that guy was like looking for you. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, whatever. So I just like brush it off. I go in and go to my normal because I had one side that I used to always dance on that was like my side. And I remember I was dancing, dancing, dancing. He taps my leg. And I'm like, oh, hey. And I smiled like I normally did. And what did he do? He doubled up on fucking payments and gave me like, he would normally give me 350 so since I let, I missed the Thursday before, he gave me like $700, and I was like, oh my god. So, now let me tell you something. Normally, <laughs> I would like secure the bag and be like, hey, bitch got 700 you know, and I would do that, but it was something that was off about him. He never said hi to, he never like spoke to me. He would just smile at me and give me money. So after a while, I just was like, okay, I feel like really weird. Like this guy, something's off about him. He's asking about me. I don't know. I was just getting like diamond vibes from Players Club. And that's exactly what happened. So after that, I was like, oh my God. Okay. Like, so obviously I didn't turn that down. Like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> but the following Thursday, he comes up to me again. And he always had this other guy that was with him. And it was kind of like the other guy spoke for him. Because the other guy was like, hey, like, he wants to talk to you. Like, when do you have a break? And I was like, I was like, well, I was like, it's best if we don't like talk to the people who are in the club, which was a lie. We could do whatever we wanted. They didn't really care, but I didn't feel comfortable. So I was like, um, I was like, well, I don't know. I'm going to get a break, but security, they don't really like us like talking to people like that kind of thing. So he was like, he really wants to talk to you. And I was trying to figure out a way to like get out of it. And I was like, oh my God. So I just finally was like, okay. And the guy walked away. And then the other guy who would always tip me, he comes up to me. He goes to like tap my leg like he always did. So then I finally leaned down and I said, hey, like, I really appreciate all the money that you've given me, that you tipped me. I was like, but I cannot take any more of your money. Like, I, I just can't, you know, like as much as I wanted it, I needed it. I wanted it. Like it paid for a lot of things. I understand that. But something was off and my gut was just telling me, like, I don't take any more money from this man. So I said that to him. He just kind of looked at me. He didn't look pissed. He didn't look. I don't know. It's like I can't ex describe like what his face looked like. He just was staring at me and he just was like, huh? Well, you know, like he, he just kind of nodded his head and walked away again. I never knew what this man's voice sounded like. So later that day, like I said, the security, they would always like walk us to our car or thing like that. And that night, like I was, you know, in my car and security was walking me to my car and he was like hold on a second that man was outside like waiting for me and I was like oh my god 
So security was like, you need to leave because obviously he didn't feel comfortable telling me, oh, get in your car and go. This man's like going to follow you. So he drives off and he's like, wait, like 15, 20 minutes. He's like, I'm going to walk you back outside and you will like go home. I'll even follow you. Like that's what security said. He didn't have to do all of that. Their job was to walk us from the door to our car, make sure we got in the car, drove off. And that's it. He followed me home because he was like, he was like, I don't feel right about this. So he followed me home. And then when I got home, he was like, okay, I just want to make sure you, you know, he was really cool. The security was like really, really cool. And so he did that. And I was like, thank you so much. He's like, oh, no, 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 no worries. So I go home, all of that. So the next Thursday, again, I was dancing every Thursday at the same spot, which makes it easy for this guy to find me, obviously. So I was dancing again for some, I didn't see him this Thursday. He didn't come up to me this Thursday, but he was there. So this Thursday, security walks me out again, make sure I leave all of that, whatever. So when I'm driving, I noticed like somebody was following me. So I was like, okay. Cause you know, like at nighttime, someone's just going the same way, but then they end up like turning left when you turn right. So I thought it was like one of those instances. I was very tired. Like it was almost four o'clock in the morning. It was like three 30 or something. And then I noticed like this car was like literally following me. So I called my ex and I said, Hey, I said, you need to come outside right now. I was like, I'm about to come into the apartment complex. You need to come out right now and come meet me at the car. I was like, this man is following me. So he's like, okay. So I turn because I was like, I don't know like what to, it was, it was scary. So I turn into like our um, apartment complex and like when I pulled up, my ex was like coming down the stairs. So he was meeting me at the car. And like when I got out of the car, the man was like in his car. So he literally followed me home. Like he knew. And then of course my ex was like, oh, you know, he's, he's like yelling at him and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like he had his phone in his hand. I was about to call 911. He just sat there for a second and then he just drove off. So the next morning I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm scared. I was like to walk my dogs. I'm scared to go outside. Like what if he's out there? And it was like, oh my God, like that was scary as hell. Like that was the last time that I saw him, but it still scared me enough. Like that this man like followed me home, you know, like he followed me into my house. And like ever since that, like that experience happened, I remember when I was so go-go dancing, my ex would like come with me to almost every place that I danced with, or I would make sure that I like, you know, carpooled with somebody else or something because, you know, like, or someone drove me. It's like, I was normally the driver, but someone was always like with me, you know? And I, it scared me because Again, I'm thinking I'm going to the club and making money. That's just what it is. That's how I was making my extra money. And my mom, like every time, like even though I wasn't living with her, she would always say, hey, like, where are you dancing tonight? What are you wearing? Like she would always ask me these questions and things like that for that reason. You know, like that just, <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. And I used to just, oh, you know, she's asking, just being overprotective. But it's like now I see why, like, Every time I would dance, because she knew I danced on Thursday night, she's like, are you at the same club? I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I'm dancing with such and such, and I'm wearing this, and this is what time, and da 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 Like, I would do all of that, and that's the reason why. Like, that was scary. Like, I've never had anyone, like, literally, like, <laughs> follow me home, and I never want to experience that again. Like, that was, that was scary, you know? And it's like, I knew, like, like, when he gave me extra money I knew something was off something just didn't feel right and it's like like all the like some of the girls were like oh my god you're stupid he's giving you all this money and it's like yeah that's cool and everything but like just something was off about him and I felt it like it's just I always 
trust like my gut that was my gut telling me something was not right about him and like I said he turned out to be like that dude like on players club like that followed diamond home like it's just I just got that feeling I didn't know that he was gonna follow me home but just something was weird like I just was like nobody just gives somebody just seven hundred dollars that they don't that they never really talk to you know what I mean and it's like I knew that was a lot of money and I I was only like like I said I was either 23 or 24 but I was in my early 20s and you know I had an apartment and I needed furniture you know what I mean so it was like to me it was just a hustle but it was just in me something in me just I was like, damn, these morals, <laughs> Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> like, damn you. Like, my conscience and my gut was just telling me this isn't right. And I just, I just, I had to do it because it was for my own safety. And obviously, it, you know, something was off. And I knew and I felt it. Like, this, I just, I just couldn't believe, you know, like, your home is supposed to be, like, your peace and all that stuff. And he followed me home. And it made me scared, you know, like, I was looking over my shoulder, like, whenever I walk my dogs out and, I just I didn't like that I didn't like that and then it was thankfully our lease was up maybe like a month or two after that we moved and I was I was happy because I I just any car that would drive by it scared me because I was like oh my god what if it's him or like when my ex he went to visit his family and he was gone for like almost two weeks and I was there by myself I was like what if he's here like what if he's watching and he knows like that he's not here you know like that that scared me <laughs> and I, I don't ever want to feel that again you know I don't ever want to feel like scared to be in my own home you know and I just <laughs> I don't know it just it scared me so that's it for this episode thank you guys so much for listening please be sure to rate review and subscribe and I'll catch you in the next episode bye